because they first did EAT and then they added the second eat later on. But it's the same theory as the webmaster guidelines and Google are telling you the same thing. Write good, helpful content that's going to be useful to users, that's going to give them the answer to the question that they ask. Um, And if you don't, it might be considered low quality and therefore could be even spammy if you're doing it on scale, for example. So they're cutting down and policing it in the same way that I believe they're going to be doing that with AI produced content in the next year as well. That would be my prediction for the year ahead is that they need to now understand how we abuse AI because people are abusing it in order to create more pages and therefore produce content for search engines, not the user. Hey, Bob WP here and welcome to Emerging Tech, a Do The Woo podcast show. This episode is brought to you by OmniSen. Whether it's for integration into your Woo product or building sites for clients, OmniSen is the solution for email SMS marketing with their CRM solution for WooCommerce shops, as well as your own website. And Avalara, take the effort out of determining tax rates for your clients with the automated tax management from Avalara Avatax. Now covering more VAT scenarios when you sell into or across the EU and UK. Tell you more about our sponsors later in the show, but let's kick off the first episode of Emerging Tech for 2024. Host Dave Lockie chats with Alex Moss from Yoast about the impact of AI on SEO, as well as tying in some thoughts and insights into the future of content creation. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Do The Woo's Emerging Tech Podcast with me, Dave Lockie, and our guest this week, Alex Moss. Cathy Zand, our usual co-host, is not with us this week, so you've got uh, Alex and I. And we're going to talk about Yoast, uh, AI, and anything else that's shiny and techy that uh, comes to mind. So, hi, Alex. How are you doing? Welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm doing great, thanks. And uh, how are you doing, Dave? Yeah, good. Uh, so, the last time that you and I chatted, uh, it seems like quite a long time ago, we were chatting about a bunch of Web3 stuff that we were both into, and you were self-employed. So a lot's changed since then. Bring us up to date. What, what have you been up to the last year or so? Yeah, so the last year, I mean, the last time we met, I was on holiday, wasn't I? Um, and you came down, we met for lunch. Oh, of course, was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we met, we met in person for lunch. Oh, my poor brain. I think COVID's destroyed, destroyed it. It's been a very busy 12 months for everyone, I'm sure. But uh, weirdly, I was in the middle of the interview process at that point for Yoast, and it was annoying that I couldn't talk to you about it. Um, I think I implied that I was looking potentially um, for uh, an in-house job. but um, You found one. Yeah, I did. I found one. I mean, it was a perfect, it was a perfect match, and my background is that as well. I've been, I've been in SEO for 20 years, more now. Um, even though I look young, I'm, I'm getting old. And uh, I used to start, I know, I used to start my own website. I started that way. I was a webmaster. I built in PHP. This was pre-WordPress or pre-my discovery of WordPress. Um, and I was doing SEO completely unaware, really. I was making content and I thought, how can I get more visits from Google at the time? And this was the point where you could put anything like fake Nike trainers, you know, um, whatever you wanted in, in the meta keywords description of people. Um, 
still remember meta keywords. And then I just started getting into WordPress. I made a couple of simple plugins. Um, and that's how I got into the WordPress world. Um, and since then, I've uh, got my own agency with my wife, Anna. Um, that's called Firecask. That's just been uh, running now for just over 10 years. We celebrated 10-year anniversary in November. Congratulations. Uh, yeah, and it, over time, it kind of just turned more into a creative agency or required less of my skill set. Um, and then as that was starting to happen, NFTs got into popularity, started getting involved with that, and then I kind of semi-exited Firecask from a day-to-day. And then when I stopped doing NFTs or you know it went down a lot, the actual amount of work, I just thought, well, if I just don't re-enter Firecask and I'm kind of a consultant um, in my own company, then maybe it can survive without me so what else can i do yeah so i tried that and then i thought okay well now i need a job instead of just doing nothing all day you know now that my kids gone to nursery and so on and then um i just thought well i'm just going to get into maybe looking for um work that isn't owning an agency i'd done the agency churn and i wasn't interested in joining a larger agency because why would i if i have my own so i thought of in-house and i didn't want to you know be the digital guy in like a construction company or you know digital transformation i've not got the patience for that so i thought who would i work for and yoast was at the top of my list and lo and behold a couple of months later a job opening came up and uh and i applied for it and here i am so i'm kind of uh so some people in the wordpress or seo world i'm kind of jono's replacement jono alderson's replacement here um so yeah now i've been here since august so it's been a good few months embedded in and uh now my role goes in and out of different aspects of the business from looking at SEO of Yoast.com itself and the content strategy and the IA strategy that goes behind that, but also get my uh, fingers into the product itself, consult from an SEO best practice point of view and share my opinion and thoughts on things like the way in which um, AI is progressing in the the product. Um, So that's kind of me in a nutshell now. So apart from New Jono, what is your role? Um, my job role is principal SEO, and my job here is to ensure that the core product is in keeping with best practice, and I'm up to date with that knowledge. And it seems that literally since I got here, um, I've had to do more than I would have done in the year previously. It seems that Google have been making a lot of changes, especially around schema um, in the last three months. Um, so I get involved with that. I consult um, with the development team, the growth team. I also get involved with things like the agency um, offering, uh, agency partnership offering. As someone who owns an agency, understands that point of view. And I also host with Carolyn Shelby, who is another principal SEO here, but um, consults more on the newfold digital side of things. And she's based in the US, so it makes sense. We co-host um, a monthly update of SEO news, SEO news which also encompasses WordPress news and AI news that happens. So industry updates and if there's something cool that's applicable to, you know, folks like us. Very cool. And uh, let's show that podcast a little bit. So what's it called and where can people find it? It's called the SEO News Update by Yoast. Um, and I'm sure if you search for it, I hope we come up for, <laughs> for I mean, you, it. You, yeah, you want to hope so. If, if it doesn't, then people should probably stop listening to it anyway, right? They should. It used to be called the SEO um, webinar, but we realized that it 
the word webinar wasn't the bay. It was more of a talking heads. Let's talk through what's happened the last month and mine and Carolyn's thoughts about it. Um, so where we do have other webinars for, you know, basics of SEO, that kind of thing that we do. So we separated the two. Perfect. Very cool. So th- that was going to be one of my questions, actually. It's like, how much is SEO changing? Because um, it's a pretty mature practice now and obviously like the 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 cries of seo is dead have been ringing for you know almost as long as seo has been around um what sort of changes are google making you talked about schema and um what what's that pace of change like now compared to how it has been over the last say 20 years um i would say it seems that since september Google have woken up to updating a lot more stuff. Uh, from what I heard, Google was busy with other things internally that, that was prioritized over, you know, supporting schema within Search Console and different elements of it. Um, but I saw when things like the FAQ and the event snippets were removed from the SERPs, there's been a lot of testing over time of what different elements um, should be output in the search results. And at the same time, you've got their own AI integrations with their own SERP. So there's been a lot of changes, not only, I would say more clarification and expansion into what they've already been telling us the entire 20 years. So 20 years ago, they had the webmaster guidelines. It was quite basic, right? But now it's a whole documentation area of the site. Um, Everything's been done, even things like EEAT, their, their ethos on experience, um, authority, trust, and expertise. Um, Thank you for unpacking that one. Not the second D. I added it on at the end by the time I got to the end. I see we, I see we did there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, well, technically, I think I was right anyway because they first did EAT and then they added the second E later on. Um, later. But it's kind of the same theory as the Webmaster Guidelines and the, uh, Google are kind of telling you the same thing write good, helpful content that's going to be useful to users, that's going to give them the answer to the question that they ask. Um, And if you don't, it might be considered low quality and therefore could be even spammy if you're doing it on scale, for example. So they're cutting down and policing it in the same way that I believe they're going to be doing that with AI-produced content in the next year as well. That would be my prediction for the year ahead is that they need to now understand how we abuse AI because people are abusing it in order to create more pages and therefore produce content for search engines, not the user. And that comes hand in hand with the helpful content updates and their clarification on what helpful content is. So let's just go into AI then. So obviously that's the big context change for the web over the last 18 months or so how has that impacted seo and perhaps we could aim for some things which are kind of beyond the obvious of like just you know making it cheaper to make a whole bunch of lower quality content um how is google responding to that how's yoast in turn responding to that both in terms of um product and practice and what, what should people be doing now to like stay ahead of uh, SEO best practice, given that we can't put that AI genie back in the box? Lots of questions, sorry. Yeah, no, 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 it's fine. The, it's, 
in short, Google don't know the difference yet. I don't think they figured it out. And some AI tools that do produce content are good, right? They're, they're not too good, but Google isn't good enough and they haven't caught her. Think of Google as the police. The, cri- the criminal at this point is the person producing all of this content with AI to cheapen their you know workload, um, save time. But like you say, it results in low-level, non-genuine content. That goes in hand with EAT, which I believe is all going towards the persona of a person, a person's authority. And they're using that with things like profile page being added to schema um, and discussion forums. They're now concentrating on firsthand opinions. So things like perspectives are starting to come into the search results. What I believe they're doing is because they can't figure out content written by AI and someone like me would not want AI produced as me as the author, because I don't want to negate my own authority, will make the knowledge graph stronger when it comes to connecting people and entities together. And that's what I believe Google's doing. They're they're going to expand the connections of the knowledge graph with schema. Then that will help them decide whether that person's real or not and the writing in which they are real or not. And that is what I think they'll police in the next year. So that that's definitely a thread. If we've got time, I'd like to pull on because I think that relates back to uh, Web3. You know, how do you prove that you've published something? How do you prove or assert your, or like attest to your identity across lots of different platforms? Like what is your identity prior to whatever tech platform it is that you're using? And how do you prove that that's you? Um, which is the kind of non-financial side of crypto and Web3. That just to loop back to the kind of Google can't tell what's AI generated content made me think of that uh, that quote when they were it was something like a Yosemite Park ranger was asked like why can't they stop bears getting into uh, the bins and the quote was something like there's considerable overlap between the intelligence of the smartest bears and the dumbest tourists um, <laughs> and it sort of strikes me that that's the problem with AI it's like uh AI isn't necessarily smarter than people yet, but it's certainly smarter than a bunch of people. Uh, it writes better than a lot of people do. And so, yeah, how do you how do you assess for that without resorting back to proof of uh, humanity or identity or like at least some sort of weighting of probability, like P, P human probably is it's human? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's... It's one of those, well, in Yoast, our ethos is don't let AI take over the content. It's here to be um, an inspiration tool um, or a convenience tool. Um, It helps you create more ideas or think out of the box, but you're still making the decision. You're you're the approval process. So um, inside Yoast, you'll have the AI. What what we do at the moment for the end user is you can help get title um, and meta description snippets um, and it can help you generate it. But you still got to A, insert focus keywords. So it understands um, the context at which it's going to write to. And then the next thing is, is you still give you a choice of five and you can regenerate the next five, but you have to choose it. And even then you can edit it. So even though AI is helping you, it's kind of like a digital butler at this point. It's giving you things for convenience, but you still have to make the commands and the decisions. Um, and that's what we still believe 
that's what content should be, but not written by AI. At most, it should be inspiring you what to write next or how to improve what you've already written or know about within your EEAT profile. But what it shouldn't do is take over the job because it will not... I mean, even take away the technology and the SEO part, like... If, it, if you're a small business and you care about your business, why would you outsource that to a machine? It's your main selling point. That's your shop window at that point. And I would think I care a lot more about the business than whatever LLM is that I'm interacting with. So I should have more natural discourse to output better words and more a more human human or emotional base language. And I know that AI does do that, but people say AI is like the teenager at the moment. And what they need to realize is that they're not even out of nappies yet. They're not even talking yet, AI. If you think that this is teenagehood, you wait until two years from now where all this technology and speed will double and double and double again. So that in four years will be AI still command line, if you think about it. It's a chatbot. That's kind of, it gives you a lot of content, but you still have to kind of, if you're still talking about chat GPT as the main entry, you still have to give it info and you have to be concise for it to give you the right answer. That stuff will be more seamless as time moves on, as it learns who you are or what you're trying to do, or as it's learning itself, the human mind based on all these commands. Um, but yeah, going back to the product, it helps us, but it shouldn't take over your work. Um, unless you're trying to scale, at which point you should be doing, you should be thinking more cleverly than let's just replace this with an AI model and let them automate it. And the gain might be short term, but it won't be in the long term. This reminds me of Panda and Penguin updates. Before those updates, you could do any abuse with link building and then they just shut it down. And the way in which they removed, they actually said content must be created by human in the best practice then they removed it and i found that really interesting they didn't let's face it they didn't remove it because they're now allowing ai to be produced they removed it because they can't figure it out and they'll put it back in the fact that it was in before means it's there on their agenda but they've taken it out to disclaim themselves from responsibility at the moment whilst they figure stuff out and how to do it but Police will come and they'll come down hard and there'll be a lot of penalised sites who've been scaling by AI, in my opinion. Whether you're a product or a site builder, OmniSend can help you with your customer or client's email and SMS through their CRM solution for WooCommerce. Product builders can bring their plugins and SaaS to a new level for their customers by integrating with OmniSend. And for you developers and agencies, recommending them to your clients for managing their customer relationships is spot on because it gives them the right tool to build their email and SMS lists, send targeted campaigns, create automation workflows, and track their results all from within their WordPress dashboard. With over 100,000 e-commerce stores already on board, Have your clients and your customers get started for free by simply having them search for the OmniSend plugin on WordPress.org. Do you have clients who sell into or across the EU and UK? Likely you may not know about cross-border or international selling, 
Or maybe you need to learn a little bit more because a little knowledge goes a long ways. And with Avalara's Woo integration via Avalara's Avatox, you can help your clients focus on selling while not having to worry about determining tax rates, even with various product types. They use automation to make VAT and sales tax calculation faster, easier, and more accurate with a built-in VAT calculation. Just go to the Woo Marketplace over on WooCommerce.com and search for Avalara's Avatox. I guess there's a broader question about how people get what they want online um so at the moment you know that i guess the you know the algorithm of web one which still you know all these algorithms still live but like the algorithm of web one was like ask a search engine it'll give you the results you know find what you want the algorithm of uh web two social media is like you know here's a never-ending uh scroll of content and we're going to try and predict what what you want um you know, I guess what AI does is potentially just give you a more direct way of getting what you want or need, maybe even without you expressing or knowing what it is that you want or need. Um, and I think at the moment there's this sort of paradigm where there's the people on one side of the table and then there's like the AIs on the other and, you know, we're kind of asking them to go and do stuff um, and they're kind of helping you out, but they're not your personal agents. You know, they're kind of rented or they are, they can be used for your purposes, but they're not, they're not representing you truly. You know, they're not your models. It's not your data. It's not, you know, they're not unique to you. And so I think that's the, that's going to be an interesting time where actually I've just got like an LLM running on my computer and it's like, you know, the data doesn't ever leave my laptop. I trust it with everything and it can go out and accomplish a bunch of stuff that just helps, helps me out. I mean, I guess that's sort of the, the dream because I feel like we're at sort of peak tech complexity at the moment. You know, there's just so much to keep on top of. Um, but we don't yet have those same technologies um, helping us to then reduce that amount of noise back down so that we can simplify on just the stuff that really matters. Um, I don't know if I have a question in here. It's, I, I guess I'm hoping to unlock some further insight from you about how you see AI play out over the next couple of years um, and how maybe this is a new algorithm for how people get stuff done. Yeah, but I also think there'll be more understanding from the human. Remember that ChatGPT only got released like, what, 12 months ago? Um, Tell me about that. It's scary. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't even in... I was looking when I started in Yoast, I was looking at the roadmap of 2023. It was made in January of that year. AI had a passing reference, right? Now, 2024's roadmap, 
there's a little bit more AI in there now. And it, and it, whilst, you know, you have to still understand, it's the understanding of it. And I think the end user's understanding, not just from a Yoast level, just like from a general usage level, I think people start to, re- for example, it can't make decisions for you, not important decisions. Would you trust it choosing a car for you, for example, or checking checking an actual lease? If you're buying a house, would you trust AI right now with uploading that document, reading it, and interpreting the law and pointing out that there's something wrong with it. Whilst it could do that, technically, I don't think as a reasonable and sensible adult that I could leave that as my only fact-checking. So uh, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't do those things as the only, but I would almost certainly do them as like part of the process. And for lower... Yeah importance or like reversible decisions i I definitely trust it you know i'll get it to produce meal plans and shopping lists because if it makes a mistake it's not you know it's not the end of the world spaghetti bolognese is a good example right i can ask i can ask chat gpt or any other llm tell me how to make spaghetti bolognese but i you and i might have a different perfect spaghetti bolognese in our heads for example so so you've got so if i was searching for it online now if ai didn't exist I wouldn't just go to position one, go in there, find the recipe and leave. I would look at all, I would look at five because I want to, I want to make sure that there's consistency. What's that recipe that's not doing. And, and those things you still have to make a decision on. But that, but that's only because you don't have a model yet, which is trained on all of your history and data and preferences. Yeah. But are people going to be welcoming to that? People are lazy. Like AI is the new god. It is. It is. You know, and it doesn't. It doesn't need to be. We go back to the like smartest bear and dumbest human analogy. Is it like it doesn't need to be perfect? And to some extent, um, it doesn't need to be anything other than a way for people to offload decision making and uh, like have the feeling that their lives are simpler because they're they're handing over power to something else. I know we're kind of probably going a little bit off topic for SEO here, but, um, you know, that I definitely think that we're not far away from um, people just, like, giving up what now seem like insane decisions to hand over to a car, uh, sorry, to to an AI, over to those AIs. I mean, I think we've, we've seen that with self-driving cars. Like, people are quite happy getting in and letting ai uh make literal life and death decisions about them and their families um and i think compared to that then like analyzing a lease is probably you know i mean it ain't far away on the spectrum it is interesting but we will rely on it more but it is scary how much we as humans will leave that to the robot and that's an seo's concern right because if you think of that in the context of search people are going to be more confident typing something in and not leaving the cert they'll get the answer on position zero and it'll be from sge and other sources the seo's issue is that um and the bit of people's issue about google is that there can be an agenda like if it's just the ai and the llm working independently with you then you kind of trust them, which is why you'd hand over that historic information about you to give you that preference of spaghetti bolognese. But you wouldn't give that data to Meta, would you? Because you'd think, oh, well, you know, Dolmio is going to be all over me tomorrow selling me. And that's what happens. People already do. You know, they, they've already, that, that horse is well and truly out of the stable. 
Yeah, but I actually agree with it personally. You know, like I don't mind handing over information that I like chocolate to Meta so it can target chocolate ads because if I like chocolate, why would I not want to see that ad? You know, it is for advertising at the end of the day. Um, And unless you're talking, you know, Cambridge Analytica stuff, (laughs) changing political outcomes, which is different. But again, AI is going to be used for that because it's great for, you know, and we're both avid users of X, you know, disinformation through AI is is uh is very very hard to know what's fake and what's not now that's going to be an issue of disinformation so i think actually the social networks have a bigger issue than people like open ai really because it's how it's how we consume the technology so with the because we've got quite a short session today um with the last few minutes let's focus in on that problem like how do you how do we trust sources online you know how do we tell uh who produce what content or where something anything has come from uh and why should we value it or not like how, how do we go about solving that that's the gripe that's the citations that aren't really used much in the answers of ai so again we use spaghetti bolognese it gives me the recipe I should kind of also know where that recipe came from. Like the robot didn't make it. it. They'll they'll have come up with information based on content. I know I'm using those things, aren't I? The uh, I don't know what I did. Inadvertent use of uh, emoji. Yeah, <laughs> I enjoyed it though. But yeah, it's um, it's where did that information come from? They need to cite it, and I do agree that they need to cite that because if if any information is being given to the end user, you should say, well, this is where it came from. So if there is misinformation, but it's again, for me, it's kind of prior to that. Like, okay, so I know it came from this web page, but how do I know who created that web page? So this is like the the answer that I'm going to give to this is that you you need a much richer sense of identity. That is a graph that is across different applications that is wherever possible tied into things that are difficult to fake or bot. And some of that will be behavioral, some of it will be social, some of it will be financial, you know, like adding a cost to, um, or at least tying an identity to financial transactions, I think is a pretty good way of adding, um, trust or or reputation i think you know for automatic for example we know a lot about a lot of users we know you know how long have you been a wordpress.com user or a tumblr user or um we're actually genuinely deeply respectful of our users data but there is still data that we know that we can attest to that would be helpful in determining whether a particular blog post or person appears to be uh you know human or not which goes back to eat a schema you know and that's the knowledge graph that that i think google are building up to help their own llms understand what's real what's what who's real and who's not and then even after that what's real within the who um and i've even seen i've even seen examples of you know, someone who's more active on X and has all of their knowledge graph set up with the right schema will rank higher for their personal brand terms for their name simply because they're more active on the internet. So weirdly, we're now going into a into a point where social activity now 
is starting to become a factor again, maybe, into the SERP. None of that's confirmed, but it's got to be the way that it goes because it's all about people and their authority and and what's produced, and therefore it's trustworthy. You know, I'm going to trust you about things about WordPress and Web3, right? Because I should, because you're authoritative on that, and people should trust me about SEO and now Yoast as a product because I'm a representative of them, and that's all done in the knowledge graph. And how else would it know that without my activity by authenticating it, you know? And that, that's where it'll be. It'll be authentication will become important, you know, tying in everything. And I think that some people will go to stuff like former employees and ask them to update their website to ensure that even though they're former employees now, they can now still retain the knowledge graph of somewhere where they were, not just rely on their LinkedIn profile, which can be gamed, you know. Clearly. <laughs> All right. Well, Alex, it's been lovely to catch up with you again. And um, yeah, I hope you head back down to Algarve at some point. We can have another pizza in the sun. Um, <laughs> I know. I'm actually going. Oh, no. I'm go, am I go, Yeah, I'm going back to Portugal, but I'm in the north this time in a place called Cascais. Oh, yeah. 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 The posh part of Lisbon. Yeah. Yeah. I've been. I've, we've got someone who works for us at Firecast, who's from Portugal. So she gave us like a local's insight into where to go and not go and stuff. Uh, so we're going to try different, but I love Portugal. It was, it was amazing there. I'll be up there. But um, yeah, in the meantime, thank you for sharing what you're up to with Yoast. I'm really happy that you found that role that you were looking for last time we were talking and um, sure it's going to be an interesting year for you. Let's do another session in a few months or whenever is available and uh, see how 2024 played out. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds perfect, mate. All right, great to chat and always nice to see you. Thank you, Dave. Anytime. Take it easy. Well, I appreciate Alex and Dave diving into this topic and shedding a bit more light on the combo of AI, SEO, and content. In the ever-evolving world of AI, glad to have the pros helping to guide the way for us. And also thanks to Omnisen and Avalara as they continue to support us in 2024. Do check them out at omnisend.com and avalera.com. So until the next time.